Yo, John Fitch here. John Fitch knows nothing. And uh, I'm in I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble this uh, March. Is it 4th, 5th, 5th? I posted a Learn to Fight video. I didn't even post it. I uploaded it to YouTube. And YouTube um, put me in timeout for a week. I can't post at all. I can't post on anything for a week on my regular YouTube channel because I, I posted a learn to fight video that had fighting in it, but the fighting and me breaking it down, I'm trying to teach people how not to get into fights, how, how, how to stay away from violence, how to not get hurt, how not to get beat up, right? I'm trying to help and it's not allowed, I guess. They want you soft, fat, and weak more than likely. But it is a beautiful Sunday. We got hail. It hailed. You saw it in the story, you guys, in the Instagram. It hailed at the football, the kids' football game today. Wild. Little, little, tiny, uh, um, not marble size, way smaller than marble. They're little, little, tiny, little, tiny balls. And uh, that was um, weird because it was sunny. We sat down. I was kind of hot. I took my, my fleece off. And then the wind came, a dark cloud. It started getting freezing cold. And then um, hail. <laughs> I thought it was the apocalypse. I was waiting for frogs. I was waiting for frogs to fall from the sky, blood to pour from our eyes maybe. I don't know. It was a little, it was a little scary. <laughs> but we uh, put up our umbrellas, and it was over within like 10 minutes. Kept, kids kept playing. It was a fun, fun day. Then it got sunny, and uh, yeah, it was wild. So it was a little scary because um, I'm from the Midwest, and usually Midwest, when you when you have like weather change like that and hail, that's tornado, that's tornado season right there. You better you better be watching for twisters. See if you see a funnel anywhere. It might get rough real quick on you, right? What's going on with my making sure my streams? I have less streams today because of that. I only have, um, oh, what do you know? Hemzamir, awesome. Thank you very much. I got tipped on Rockfin from Hemzamir, one of my loyal followers, always gives good feedback, right? Oh, Hamzamir also said, F you YouTube. I agree. I agree. F you YouTube. Screw YouTube. And they're, they're, they're censoring. I'm so tired of it. All right. We'll get it. We'll get into that. Hamzamir. He's, he's going off about John Jones already. We'll get to that. We want to, we want to cover everything. We, I, I was able to watch bare knuckles. Yes. You get a chance to watch the bare knuckles. I enjoy the bare knuckles. If you have not, had the chance to watch any bare knuckles fighting yet i highly recommend it it's not what you think it's not what you think it has um evolved into a much higher skill set than you think and man it's way more fun to watch than boxing 100 still still mma is number one for me um i don't appreciate the way that the sportsmen monopolized and the fighters are exploited but um man bare knuckles is a close second because it eliminates bare knuckle eliminates the prima donna 
that that boxers can become sometimes because you are not going to box for 12 10 or 12 rounds in bare knuckle and not get hurt okay there's no way there's no way you're going to do that many rounds of boxing bare knuckled without getting hurt in one in one way or another you get hit one time you get a cut you get a broken orbital, broken nose, lip, split lip, right? You get cut on your head, blood in your eye. You hit the guy. You hit the guy hard. You hit the guy square. You bust up your hand, okay? There, there's no prima donnas in bare knuckles. You can't be. You cannot. I don't see how it's possible. I don't see how someone like Floyd Mayweather would even be able to exist in bare knuckles. He takes those wraps off. Because even if he only gets hit a couple times in that whole fight, and that's, sometimes it's all it takes. Sometimes that is all it takes in bare knuckle is you touch him one time in the eye, touch him one time in the orbital, the eye socket in the right way, they're done. They, they don't want to keep going. They do not want to continue. It's just a, a level of grit, you know, and I think that that grittiness, that level of grit is what really brought a lot of people to MMA originally, right? It brought It brought out something in you when you see when you see that that raw rawness because you have to bite down hard on your mouthpiece and work through it it's never easy it's ne it's never easy to get hit with a bare knuckle okay and there's a mental hurdle you kind of have to go through to do that it, it's it's already big enough of a thing to go from 10 ounce gloves in boxing to four ounce gloves, you know, it's wild, man. It's wild. It just hits different, right? All right, just watch you guys in the Instagram chat. You guys watch the uh, the bare knuckles. So you guys fans of the bare knuckles, right? We got a bunch of people in the chat. I'm gonna wave to them. I haven't done this before. But you know we gotta make we gotta make do with uh, <laughs> all this banning stuff. All right, we got some of our regulars are finding me here on IG too, so that's good. Yeah, yeah, you're saying uh, some of the guys in the chat are saying um, I should upload this video to YouTube next week. I will, I will, because uh, Restream allows me to record these and I can download them, and I have to edit them anyways into small sound bites. And uh, so I'll, I'll have I'll have a copy of this that I'll put up on YouTube anyways later. But it's just, I didn't even post the video. That's what's scary, guys, right? They're preparing for election season. They're preparing for the election cycle. They're going to start clamp, clamping down on things now. And they're going to start clamping down on things you can say and the things you're allowed to say, all right? And... Um, This is just uh, a precursor. They're trying to eliminate things and threats ahead of time because it's a far way away. It's still a way away, you know, November <laughs> to, uh, uh, 2024. We still got the time, but they're going to start campaigning soon enough. All right. And they want to get rid of the troublemakers ahead of time. So I uploaded this video. It was scheduled to go live tomorrow morning. 
right? So my learn to fight video, it's already up on, it's already on Rockfin. You can watch it on Rockfin right now. If you're, you know, don't go away from the stream if you're at the stream, but, um, you know, you can, uh, watch the video. You can see judge for yourself if it was ban worthy for a week, if I deserve to be put in timeout. Yeah, so it's such a pain in the butt. So I like think me. I have to um, create. I'm sorry, I'm getting distracted I'm touching stuff. But yeah, man, I have to uh, there. All right, we got some people in the chat from uh, Facebook. David Scott says, man, John just straight up walked through gun. Yep, gain, 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 something like that. Uh, but yeah, let's go to the bare knuckles, right? With the bare knuckles, we had some good fights. I did not get to see all of the bare knuckles. I did not. I have a wrestling class Saturdays. Here in San Jose, California, I have a wrestling class at Fightcraft on San Carlos, right, on Saturdays. So that's at 11, and I had a good turnout, of course, again, in my class, and I was teaching, and my kids are there because it's all ages. As long as they're responsible enough to follow along, they can wrestle, and uh, we did that, and by the time I got home, most of the fights were over with bare knuckles, so I didn't get to see all of the bare knuckle fights. I did get to see um, at least the last three, the last three fights. And the last three fights were pretty dang good. The last three fights were pretty dang good. Uh, I don't know if you guys are subscribers or whatever to the Bare Knuckles, but I will say that um, those three fights are worth your monthly subscription right there. Those were, these were great fights. Brazer in round. Um, Tremendous knockout by round. Round fainted like a double leg, and um, it was crazy to hear Chris Ty uh, Chris Lytle talking about it. Chris Lytle, right? Lights out, Lytle. He was talking about this um, as it happened. Okay, he's he's talking about how man, I really don't, I really don't like how he carries his hand so low. It was this was a, a orthodox versus southpaw. All right. So they're both lined up for each other's power, and that can be danger. And Chris Lytle's like, man, I really don't like how Brazier keeps dropping his left hand. He kept dropping his left hand, dropping his left hand. So like, that's, that's trouble. That sounds like trouble. <laughs> sure enough, that right hand, or the, uh, I'm sorry, the left hand from, from round came right down the middle, over that, over that left hand coming down, cracked him, right right square in the forehead, it seemed like, and just paused him for a second. Uh, round followed up, finished him up nicely, put him in a package, got him out of there. That was a tremendous, tremendous finish to that fight. And um, it'll be interesting to see a little more from round. Brazier, Bra Brazier wasn't doing bad up until that point. He did, he was doing fine. And it's just that one little thing, that one little thing, you dropping that hand, dropping that hand, getting lazy, getting lazy, throwing the jab and dropping it, throwing the jab and dropping it, not keeping it up when he's moving and round timed it perfectly executed a tremendous straight. I believe it was a straight left. I think he was the Southpaw and, um, knocked him out or was he, was it two or, Oh man, 
I can't remember if it was right hand or left hand right now. See, I wish I could get permission to show video because then I could like show clips of stuff. I mean, I'm gonna get kicked off of YouTube anyways. I might as well just go for it, get banned everywhere, stream on 4chan or something. I'm so dangerous. Ooh, man, watch out for that guy. Instagram used to give warnings. Oh, my stupid. Oh, man. All right. And then next fight. Next bare knuckle fight. And this was a tremendous fight also. I really, um, really got a kick out of this fight. And that was Rico Franco. Rico Franco and Godfrey. And it wasn't that this fight was like a crazy long bloodbath, whatever. You know, it was that Rico Franco was so smooth with his stand-up. Like, this guy looks like he's been – had 20, 40 fights bare knuckle. Like, he was very calm, composed, relaxed. He's like what the next breed of these guys is going to be looking like. He didn't throw wild haymakers. He's in great shape. He didn't get tired. You know, these uh, these guys are getting more serious about um, their performance. They're getting more serious about competing. It's not just a bunch of – guys that can't cut it in boxing or can't cut it in MMA going over to do this rougher sport because it's all they have left. No, you have guys now who are seriously training just for this. And I think that's kind of what this guy's been doing because I, I went and did some research and he's got um, some MMA experience. They have him listed at like six and four MMA. Um, he's got some twister submission wins. So he's got a little bit of grappling. He knows how to grapple a little bit. Um, he's got fights, I think, as far back as 2016. He's got four wins and a loss, 2016 to 2018, and then 2017 to 2018. I don't know. I don't know what that is. Um, but, yeah, so he's got some experience fighting MMA. I don't know if he has any boxing stuff, but he's got a lot of bare knuckle experience, a lot of bare knuckle experience because he's, he fought this last weekend in BKFC, which is bare knuckle fighting championships. He also fights in BKB, which is bare knuckle boxing. Okay. And he's got a number. He's got a lot of wins. He's got, he's got quite a number of wins. It seems like, this is a good niche for him. It seems like it's really a good niche for Rico Franco. He looked tremendous in that fight. And I will be excited to see if this guy pops up and, uh, and fights again soon. I hope uh, I get to see him. Alrighty, alrighty. Oh, yeah, Hamzamir is telling me I can show clips on Rockfin. But doesn't Rock – does Rockfin get in trouble? Is it that – how does one entity get away with that and then the other one doesn't? Is How is it against the law for one organization and not against the law for the other? Or is it really fair use? And it is legal, but those bigger corporations, those bigger companies don't want you to have that stuff and don't want you to use that stuff because they don't want the competition. They want to force people to get news from them and watch that stuff through them and have to do it through them? Could that be what it is? Maybe, perhaps, I don't know. It could be, maybe. 
The Tom Likas show, yeah, I've heard about I've heard about him being asked about that on uh, the Instagram chat. <clears throat> Let's get into the main event then. The main event of Bear Knuckle Flying Championship. And this this event was in England, O2 Arena, by the way. Um, and it's a big, big arena, big fight. They've made big announcements. They got uh, Chad Mendez is fighting soon. Luke Rockhold just signed. You know, there's there's a lot going on in Bare Knuckles, uh, it looks like. This fight here, Tierney and Lindsay. I, I don't remember Lindsay. I don't know if I've seen him fight before, but I have seen Tierney fight before. I know that he's tough. He's really good, really good slick boxer. Um, and he fought well in this fight. But he he got caught with some slick uh, slick shenanigans, I think, from Lindsay. Lindsay caught him twice with a, with a faint shot, like he, he was going to drop and change levels. He did that to him with the fake, like, you know, the fake shot, change levels. We do that a lot in MMA to get guys to kind of freeze and bite on that that fake shot so you can land something. He did that to Lindsay, and I'm sorry, Lindsay did that to Tierney, and Lin Tierney froze for a second. Boom, got him, stuck him, put him on the ground. And <clears throat> that, that changed the tide, changed the tide of the fight right there. And Lindsay was able to keep the pressure on him. Ended up getting him out. Ended up getting him out of there. Uh, pretty, pretty wild uh, fight. I don't like how they list the weights. It's one sixty-five, one seventy-five. What was this fight for? What was the fight at? Welterweight headliner. I'm not sure what their weight is for welterweight. But Tierney looked pretty good. But man, bare knuckles goes to show you, like. <laughs> it's when you're bare knuckles, man. That's that's nuts. He got he got caught. He got hit with a big big right hand. It ain't no fun. Getting a word here that uh, Lindsay versus Tierney was at 165, 165 pounds. Okay, I'm guessing that 165 is the welterweight weight for bare knuckles. That's uh. The mission accomplished on uh, Instagram with that. Thank you very much. Appreciate you. And that's that's it for the bare knuckles. That's that's really the depth of the fights that I got to see. I didn't see enough of any of the other fights to comment highly on them. Those 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 three fights were good though, man. Those were three really good fights. If you can only watch three fights from that card, I bet those would probably be the three ones to watch. There might be some other, you know gems in there but those were three good fights i'm very pleased with being able to catch at least those three <coughs> all right and then we'll just get into um what we get into we're getting into ufc all right we're gonna get into the ufc ufc 284 284 man that's crazy 285 285 ufc 285 okay <laughs> it's just wild uh i was able to watch pretty much the whole card and there were some good fights throughout the whole whole thing um starting off from the early prelims richie with the submission win over Pane. uh they kept talking this cameron um simon uh, uh iman it's iman 
It's a lot of A's. But they were talking this Cameron Simon up a lot in South African. It was a pretty good fight. I don't I don't think um man, the guy's good, but like Martinez was good too. Martinez was fighting really hard. It was a really closely combat contested fight. I don't think it was a blowout in any way. Um Cameron has some skills. It'll be interesting to watch him grow. But the amount of like push that some of these guys get just it's just crazy to me. It's just crazy to me. Like let his performance speak for himself. You don't have to you don't have to grease us up that much, right? They must they must really be making a push to get into that market. Maybe they're probably pushing for some kind of deal, but they're making money somehow. <laughs> if they can get into South Africa some way. Um, the next fight, last fight on the early pims was Song and Gary. This was a good fight also. Keenan Song came to fight. Uh, I feel like they came to showcase Ian Gary with this fight, <clears throat> and they bought a, a, a you know fairly t durable but beatable guy in with Song. But Song almost usurped their ideas, almost came away with this. But that's the kind of thing you want to see in the younger guys who are supposed to be somebody. You know, they're hyping this guy, Gary. It was nice to see the guy they're hyping, like, struggle to fight through, dig down deep, and pull it out, you know, saying it with his chest, you know, saying it with his chest, I'm the winner. That type of performance where you just had to dig down deep and get it. I think that's that's cool. <laughs> that's necessary. So he gained, he gained a level of respect, even though they were greasing him pretty well, too being able to get through a hard fight and not folding. So we'll keep an eye out for him. I'm sure they'll make sure it's known when he's fighting again. They won't shut up about it. Uh, and then this was a great, this is a great fight too. I like these two guys. I like watching these two guys fight uh, on their own. Marquez and Barry Lut. Um, it was a good fight, but Mar Marquez is more of a, uh, a powerful slugger. And uh, Beirut, a little more technical, was able to wear him down and get the win. The Ribas, with that smile um, that they always talk about <laughs> in the fight, it's like she didn't, for the whole walk down, she didn't smile a single time. She got her mouthpiece in. Leave her alone. Like, let, it's a fight. Let's talk about the fight. I thought, well, it smiles. Uh, she got the decision win over uh, Arujo. Uh, Duplices. Duplices. I really like Duplices. He's fun to watch. He's a good fighter. Derek Brunson, he is a tough dude and can spoil fights from time to time for people because he made Duplice work. He made him work. He made him work. He had to earn that win. That was no way an easy fight at all for Drakus. I think he's another South African. And isn't the Mark andre Barut? There's like five South Africans on the card, I thought. But he did good, Brunson. Uh, Garbrandt, Cody Garbrandt. Let's talk about Cody Garbrandt. Garbrandt, Garbrandt. Uh, heck of an athlete, you know, tough guy. But he hasn't looked tremendous lately. I know he had that one big crazy knockout. He ducked down low, hit the guy. But he's gone, been gone for a little while. And... Um, Trevin Jones, I don't know. Is it Trevin Jones' first fight in the UFC? 13 and 10? Like, this should have been 
an easy like showcase fight. Hey man, we want to we want to get you back on the win track. We want to get people thinking about you in a positive way. This is the guy. But he goes in there and he he struggled. He struggled with this fight the whole way through. I don't think he dominated a minute of that fight. He didn't fight at all last year. Jared Brandt didn't. Lost to uh, Cara France and he lost to Rob Front in 2021. 2020, he's got a win over uh, Sun Gao. That's probably the big ducking right hand that he hit. 2019, he's got a loss to Pedro Munoz. So he's, he's yeah, man. He's a bit on a skid. 2019, you know, it's three years, 2018, he lost to Dillashaw. That was his only fight. 2017, lost to Dillashaw. Oh, geez, man. This guy hardly ever fights. That's crazy. He's got a win over Dominic Cruz, 2016. He's got a win over Mizugaki. 2017. He's got a win over Almeida in 2016. <clears throat> Loses 2017. Loses 2018. Then, um, poor connection. Oh, well. Then he loses to Munoz. 2019, 2020. He's got one win. He's got one win since then, like 16. And then he scrapes through and barely gets this guy out. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about, I guess. John Fish knows nothing, right? But Cody Jarbrandt is just, I don't, I don't think he's got anything left in the tank. What's left? What's left for him? If he's struggling with Trevin Jones, no disrespect to Trevin Jones. You know, but what's Trevor Jones's? He's got he's got two losses last year in twenty twenty two. He's got a loss in twenty twenty one. He's got a win. He's got okay, so he's got one win in twenty twenty one. And he's got a draw. A draw in twenty twenty. He's got a draw in twenty twenty. He's got a loss in 2021, a win in 2021, and then loss, and then two losses last year, and then he's going into another. I don't know, man. I don't know. We got a lot of people waving over here. Wave, wave, wave. I'm going to wave to people. My connection may not be the greatest. Poor connection. Whatever. I got a great connection. Maybe I need to... Uh... All right, all right. I think it's okay now. Oh, why are you doing that funny? It gets a little bit further away from me and it stops. <laughs> Maybe I'm the conduit. Maybe I'm the... And the thing that gives the antenna, whatever. But yeah, so I don't know, man. Jarbrent seems a bit done. He might be done. Maybe have a bare knuckle fight or something, but I don't know. 
I don't know. All right. Now, let's get into the main card. Let's get into the main card. That's what everybody is uh, waiting to comment and talk about. First fight of the night, which I think is a big deal, <clears throat> was Bo Nickel and Jamie Pickett. And I, I talked about this on the show before, and I warned against this, and I think it's a big problem. And I hope Bo Nichols got some good people around him, but I, I bet he doesn't. I'm pretty sure he doesn't, okay? Because there are, there are no good people at MMA, it seems like. You know, the managers aren't managers. They're brokers. They actually work for the promoter. They have nothing to do with looking for the best interest of the athlete. They, have their, they operate with no fiduciary responsibility to the athlete at all. Um. But Bo Nickel is a very good prospect. He can get inside. He can take you down. He's a very high-level wrestler, outstanding wrestler, big, strong. You know he's a workhorse. He's, he's got the ability to learn the things he doesn't know and shove the things he does know down your throat over and over and over again. That's what he did to Jamie Pickett here is he shoved his wrestling down his throat Pickett was complaining about some kind of groin thing, whatever, afterwards, but whatever. Like, protect yourself at all times. You fight until the, the ref says something. Like, it's just part of the part of the game. But the problem here is Bo Nickel has four fights. He has four fights, four fights total, 4-0, four, four submissions. He hasn't gotten the chance to get experience. He hasn't gotten that chance to have that fight experience, and I think – that can be very dangerous because now he's got hype. He's 4-0 with hype. 4-0 with hype, hype, hype. And people are going to want to see him fight bigger names sooner. And I think that can be very dangerous and damaging to a lot of these guys' career. Some guys maybe can, can pull it off and do it. But not everybody can. And I think it's a little... I don't know, man. It's a little unsafe. Maybe if he's got, if he actually, if there were actually good managers out there who could actually negotiate and cared enough to negotiate, maybe you could get him, you know, an easy route road guaranteed. Like first four fights. How about my first four fights are guys who are unranked? <laughs> Let's just do that. I want four unranked guys. I'm 4-0. Come on. Give me a break. Build me, <laughs> build me. Let me build up. Give me, give me guys. You know, I think I think that's what they should do with a prospect like that. If promoters actually cared about their fighters, but they don't. They use the fighters' names to promote the promotion. It's backwards. It does. It's the opposite of what's supposed to happen because the the structure of the sport. But I I am looking forward to seeing more of Bo Nickel. You guys like Bo Nickel? Anybody in here have? Uh, Um, questions about Bo Nickel. We got Storm Boosted saying uh, they can't push him the way they did Darren Till. Yeah, Darren Till might have been a victim of them, you know, seeing money. See him as like they're they're hungry for money, and they see him as like a big chicken drumstick to eat because he's an English guy. And they're like, oh, we can push this guy and make a lot of money off of him, and they throw him in over his head, and it's too much, and can't hack it. No. I think Darren Till isn't even with the UFC right now. I think he's taking a little hiatus, a little break. I think that's what I saw last. <clears throat> uh, next fight, Gamrat and Turner. Julian Turner is a monster for lightweight. He's like 6'3", super tall. 
He does got skinny legs, but he's got a big wingspan, long arms, big lats, strong guy, fights hard. Uh, Gamrat is a tough fighter, more of a grappler. Um, and Jalen Turner was able to use his size and his reach to be outside, beat him up, hurt him a little bit. But Matias, he never gave up, never gave up. And Gamrat wins the fight by decision. Tough. And then we get into one of the most exciting fights and prospects and things for me is Rachmanov. Rachmanov, Rachmanov. You rock me, Rachmanov, uh, fighting Jeff Neal. Jeff Neal, I'm a big fan. Jeff Neal always comes to fight hard, always looks good, always, always performs, you know, doesn't always pull off the victories, but he's always there to fight. I dig it. I love the mentality. Old school, old school, old school stuff. Um, he's not he's not here to play games, he's not here to talk, he's not here to put feathers up his butt and call himself a chicken. He's not. Jeff Neal is there to fight. I love that about Jeff Neal. He doesn't get the push he deserves. I've said that before on the show. He does not get the push he deserves. Uh, he does drop big fights sometimes, though. So I get it. I get it in the scheme of getting big fights. But still, when you have a performer like that, when you have a guy who's game like that, a guy who puts on good fights like that, you need to take better care of him. You need to take better care of you guys. Come on. But we get to Rachmanov. Dude's a monster. He's big. He's tall. He's got great wrestling. Um, he's just about the fight also. He's good everywhere. But we got to see him tested. We got to see him tested with Jeff Neal. Jeff Neal is legit and Rachmanov struggled with him a little bit. Neil put up a hell of a fight, and it was a close fight. You know, um, right up until Rachmanov just decided to grab him by the neck and <laughs> choke the shit out of him. He, that's really what it looked like. He's like, I had enough of this, and he just found the neck and just cranked it. Standing, standing, standing choke. Uh, finished the choke and dropped him. The dude dropped uh, Neil dropped like potatoes, sack of potatoes. When he pulled that, when he pulled the choke off, when he let it go, the ref broke it. That was it was fun. that was gangster, man. That was gangster. That was a gangster finish to a tough fight. Respect to both guys. Um, looking forward to seeing what's up for Rachmanov next, because dudes, seventeen and zero, bro. Seventeen and zero. Let's see how they treat him. See if they try to rug this guy, or if they get him to play ball. Even if he plays ball, if they don't think they can make money off of him, they'll try to find a way to get rid of him. <laughs> it's just so sad. Women's flyweight. A lot of people are um, maybe surprised or shocked at this, but I'm laughing hysterically because I talk about this stuff all the time. Okay, The spinny shit. The spinny shit. It can be effective, but it is more art than it is sport, and it's definitely not street. Okay, you got three different types of fight, three different types of fight. Okay, art, sport, street, art, sport, street. He's got an art, sport, street. You got three types of fighting. Movies is art, spinny shit, flying shit, backflips. It's art. Sometimes you can mix the art into your sport. Yes, you can, absolutely, without a doubt. But there are risks, there's big risks, monstrous risks, because like we see in this fight. If you turn your back to somebody, you are exposing yourself, even if it's just for a second. And that one second is all it takes a high-level athlete, a high-level fighter to monopolize on it. 
And if you know that your opponent is used to throwing a lot of spinny stuff, a lot of spinny shit, spinny, 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 all the time spinny, you prepare for it. I had a fight with Shoney Carter a long time ago. Not the cobwebs off that fight. I knew that spinny, uh, that spinny, that, that he threw spinny stuff. He threw spinning back fists, spinning, spinning back kicks, all kinds of stuff. So we drilled a lot on cues on when they start to turn the footwork that they use to start to set up the turn for those things. And you start to realize when you drill that and you start learning that stuff, that it becomes kind of easy to pick up on most people's, the majority of people's spinny stuff is not that smooth or fast. It, it, there's usually a lot of big tells. So after a while of training, you start picking up on those things and you start realizing how easy it can be to combat spinny stuff. You know, if you can just step to the side and, and move forward at an angle, you know, you're, you're stepping forward and moving forward, you know, moving to the side and forward at the same time, they miss. <laughs> you close the distance. You're on their back already. It's it's not as hard as you think if you train it. And I'm pretty sure that Grasso probably trained that quite a bit. You know, she saw the tells. She saw this kick coming. She stepped to the side. Schwenko missed the kick. And Grasso's right on her back. Right on her back. Boom. Evil backpack. Jumps on her back. Starts seeking that neck. Like a starving dog. Like a starving dog about ready to rip open your belly and eat your belly guts. <laughs> okay. Because Alexa Grasso had that choke on so tight that there was like a white strip on her face. You can probably find that photo somewhere online. But, uh, it's wild. It's wild. All right. Now let's get into the real fight. Let's get into the fight. Everybody wants to talk about, wants to talk over. Let's talk John Jones. John Jones, everybody in the uh, in the chat down there, now's the time we can talk about John Jones. Um, Fistopher Wallace is asking if I'm following uh, any of the NCAA wrestling. I haven't been watching any of the matches. Um, but I am following my timeline and I'm seeing, you know, uh, you know, big tens are this weekend, I believe. And I'm seeing the, the matches and stuff come up on my timeline. I'm seeing things in my timeline come up. That's regarding wrestling. I think Purdue put four to six guys through into NCAAs for next week, or is it two weeks? It's like the 17th, I think is that weekend. But, um, yeah, so I'm loosely following, loosely following. All right, so John Jones zero game. Let's talk about this. John Jones zero game. At first, when they first made the fight, I was like, oh, okay, John Jones is going to walk through zero game. That was the first, in, first thought, first thing I thought. I've been thinking it for a while, and I said it on the show, and some people got mad at me, okay? But I said, I think Cyril is kind of soft. I think I don't think because I don't think I've ever seen him fight with ferocity like you would see a Mike Tyson fight or guys who like dig deep, dig down deep, and they just have this like this scary animal energy that is gonna just kill somebody. Right? I've never seen him fight. He always seems kind of timid. He always seems, you know, he's calm, cool, calculated, skilled, highly skilled. You know, I'm not going to say that he's not highly skilled, um, you know, good fighter all around, but he, he's kind of docile to me. He seems docile to me. He doesn't seem like the guy who's 
who's got a hair trigger and might snap and like be capable of extreme violence. He looks like he can handle himself and win a lot of fights, but at the same time, like when push comes to shove, I think Gain is the one who's going to fold in those situations. Just from a distance perspective, watching fights, you can be mad at me all you want to. So my first thought was John Jones way too gangster for somebody soft like Cyril Gain. That's the first thought. But then I see, um, I see this, and I started thinking twice. <laughs> that was a little, started thinking twice about about my my thoughts. Okay, and it's this right here. It's this picture right here. Okay, it's John Jones, 2019. I'll take the thing out the way so you see clear. Right there, all right. But that's John Jones, 2019, 2023. All right. And 2019, 2023. Four years. And four years. I'm thinking four years of lifting. Like I spent, I spent a whole year of just I was able to put up some good muscle mass. I, I I shared recently on my Instagram. If you go to my Instagram, you can you can see my body composition photo that I took recently. I'm 230, right? I spent some time lifting, putting on muscle to get bigger. That's a much shorter period of time than John Jones had, and I don't have the resources John Jones has. And this is the first I was seeing him with his shirt off and and side by side. And I was like, oh, he's just got a belly and jowls. He doesn't look like he's sculpted and put muscle on his body. He's still got skinny, skinny legs and no caps. <laughs> I think I have another picture here. Yep, there it is. And you look, see, no caps, still no caps. No caps in this area, still. He didn't do any work. I don't see any improvement, any larger. Like maybe his legs are a little bit thicker, maybe. But I'm just not seeing. I'm not seeing four years, four years of work to become a heavyweight. I'm not seeing that. So like my, I was like, oh wow, fight, fight week. I start thinking, I don't know. I don't know about my pick. I don't know. I'm not sure. I was unsure. I was really unsure because I was like, <clears throat> is he pulling a great white hype here? Remember that movie? The Wayne, when the Wayne's brother was uh, fighting the white guy, he was just eating ice cream and he came out and he had a belly and he was fat. Whatever. That's what he looks like to me. He looks like he has a little bit of a pooch belly and he wasn't taking it that seriously. I, th I started thinking maybe he was just like screwing around his whole time off. And that's why he was getting into trouble and stuff. So I'm thinking of I'm going through my head. Oh, he has a fought in three years. Like this is all he's done in that time. And he's getting in trouble and doing all this other stuff in those, in those scenarios. And I'm like, what's, what's up? Like maybe he's not going to win this fight, but we, um, can see pretty quickly he established that he was moving pretty well he was really really smooth with his movements as usual and gain overcommits to punches gets taken down and gets handled and that's not a surprise like it's not a surprise because Gagne was uh Agan was 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 out wrestled out out grappled by Naganu and Naganu is not a college wrestler he's not a you know, longtime wrestler has takedowns and knows how to take people down. He's not a jiu-jitsu black belt. 
he's a power striker. <laughs> you know, he's going to hit you with thunder, put you out. And that guy out grappled gun. So, yeah. Within within a couple minutes, I was already back on. <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah, the the gangster outweighs the the belly any day. And I was like, who cares? John Joe's a two hundred five muscle mass with an extra belly that makes him two forty <laughs> with the same attitude. That's still to me. That's still yeah. That still beats zero game. So it's good to see. I guess. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to check. I'm going to check. Uh, thanks. Comments. Let me see what you guys have to say. What do you think to say about the the rounds or the, the fights? If I if I misspoke, if I said something wrong, you know, if you disagree with me, let's, let's hear it. I'm going to try to look at some of this stuff. Hamza Amir is in the IG chat saying, I wouldn't be surprised if – uh, John test positive this month. Who's gonna bust him? Who's gonna bust him? Who's gonna Who's gonna call him out for for bust, failing his drug test? Usada, the people who take money from the UFC to do their job. Those guys, <laughs> those people whose like paycheck depends on whether or not the fights go on or not. <laughs> yeah, they're they're gonna be really concerned about getting it out there that he's dirty. Because UFC's never covered up somebody's failed drug test before, right? Right? They've never done that before. That would be unthinkable. That would be like prison worthy, right? <laughs> they would never do that. They have done that. If you if you guys didn't know, they have done that. <laughs> just to be just to be clear with you guys. Another one from Hans Mir in the uh, IG chat. He says, "I thought John was gonna struggle." Because whenever John has gained weight, he has struggled best. Example, UFC 197, and he is 36 plus. John was taking risks like he did when he was young. Yeah, I think also that comes up from, I think heavyweight weight class is easier than when uh, than the 205 pound weight class. I think it's easier. There are less killers. There are much easier fights at heavyweight for John Jones than at 205, 100%. 100%. Even if he didn't bulk up, even if he was still just walking around at 205 weight, if he could still cut and make 205, he's still going to fight heavyweight. Why wouldn't you? You get the most respect, the most amount of money, and the easiest fights. You just have to watch out for the power. Who, who, what heavyweight in the world can you think of right now that has superior grappling skills to John Jones? Can I can't think of one, you know, that's fighting. Um, what's his name? Uh, the, 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 uh, check Matt guy, maybe, but John's going to outstrike that guy. Muchacha, Muchacha, what's his name? Muchacha. Um, but yeah, like who, who do you think, you know, I, I really, I really can't think, I can't think of somebody. We've got another, uh, question here from David Stott. 
David Scott posting here from Facebook says, have you seen Cejudo's video showing John how to counter when and if uh, Gan got up? It's spot on how the finish happened. Yeah, that's how that's how you get good and win, man. You, you put yourself in positions that are probably going to happen over and over and over again and take advantage. That's not the first time that John Jones has been in that situation. Guarantee. Okay, David Scott Reynolds, again, with a good comment from Facebook, says, Blades, maybe, but that's a hard maybe. Yeah, Blades has the athleticism and the size. So he does have a much higher probable chance of performing well against John Jones. You, you are right there. That's interesting. But from uh, a uh, – yeah, the perspective of um, – technique but yeah you know size and power a lot of times can make up for lack of technique especially at heavyweights uh one more mr Yi, i believe uh as you always say grapplers has it easy if they decide to grapple instead of making it into a Kickboxing match. Bing, 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 bong, bing, bong. <laughs> if you know that you can definitely help grapple the other person, why do you turn it into a boxing match? Yeah, that's a good, very good point. Very good point. Yep, all right. All right, guys. So that's, that's the fights. That's the fights. That's what's up. Um... YouTube, screw you. That's ridiculous <laughs> that I had to stream without that tonight. But, you know, we may do. We got some good questions. We got some people um, in IG chat being able to watch. It's awesome. Thanks for popping in. King Haps in there in the chat, ma'am. Yeah, and then yeah, I don't. That's the thing. Is, is is John Jones the goat? I don't know if John Jones is the goat. I don't perform as well, but can you really? Can you compare John Jones to Ali? In the last ten years, the sport's been so monopolized and manipulated. I can't. I can't respect any. A lot of what's happened since the Strike Force takeover and UFC buying everybody out. A lot of that I just can't see as. Um, I don't know, genuine or real, I put an asterisk by it. It all has an asterisk by it because there's so much manipulation from them. They they have they they directly play a role in outcomes of fights because of how they treat people. That that that's a thing, you know? And by matchmaking purposefully to stifle some people's careers, to lift other people up, there's a lot of just fake stuff going on around their whole brand and how they put the fights on so i don't i don't really take any of it you know too seriously a lot of it's with a grain of salt because i know how scummy <laughs> the promoters are and how how willingly they would lie and cheat you and have zero problem with it um next is a fight march 11th fight night jan versus divashelli 
Devil Shilly. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I could say. Marab. So that, that that's going to be fun to fight. We'll get to see uh, the span. Krylov is going to happen this time around. All right. Alexander Volkov. So Volkov at heavyweight is always interesting to watch. Sayed Namagamadov. Not no relation, I believe, with that. So there are there are some fights for that card. I'll be watching. We'll comment on that. We don't know if there's Bubakar is making a comeback. Bubakar has been gone. Namagamadov. It's another one of Khabib's relations. Alrighty. That's good. All right, guys. So thanks to everybody who watched on uh, Instagram. Thank you much. Uh, I can't post anything for a week on, on YouTube. I couldn't even go to the community tab and post something. I can't post anything. So I don't even know. I have a side channel that I post my clips on. Hopefully I can post on my clips. I just not, I'm not supposed to stream for uh, a week. And then I'm on like, I'm on watch. I'm on watch until June in case I break the rules again. And I'll get a, a timeout and they'll slap my hand, my wrist, and I'll, they'll show me in my wrong think or whatever the hell. Thank you very much, 1984. Uh, thank you, Hamzamir, for the, uh, the donations, the tips from uh, Rockfin. If you guys haven't formed a, uh, a Rockfin um, account, I highly recommend it. It's a lot of creators on there who are working for cryptocurrency. It's a cryptocurrency platform, pro crypto, and they don't censor. You're allowed to think outside the box. You're allowed to disagree with people. You're allowed to say things that other people don't like. And I don't know. I think, yeah, that's kind of like the final straw for me. I think I'm going to, I'm going to do a, I'm going to do a rumble. I'm going to make a rumble. You know, I already have more followers on, on, uh, Rockfin than than on YouTube, but I do make a little bit more with YouTube, partially because of the um, super chats. You know, people watch the streams; they can send money, super chat money. It's it's great. I also have a lot of my courses that run off of YouTube stuff. I might need to move <laughs> those to a different location to host, so I don't get those shut down if they. <laughs> kill my channel because I said the wrong thing. It's wild, man. And just end. Like, try to build my uh, subscription people up. Try to build my follower base up. Try to connect with people for over a decade. And they're just like, no, we don't like that one video. So, And it's some dweeb who's never had to get physical with anything in their entire life. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Yep. So I think I'll be making a rumble, putting stuff up on that. This is getting ridiculous. Other than that, if you guys get the chance to, if you're in San Jose, uh, come to my wrestling class Saturdays at Fightcraft. Everybody's welcome. Uh, I also have my practical self-defense course. It's almost 100% done, right? PDF is done. I have to create the sales page and do all that stuff, right? So it has some technical work 
It's going to be available this week. It's going to be available 100% this week. You guys will for sure be able to have it, own it, all right? I'm going to create a, uh, a chat on uh, uh, what's it called Telegram, right? So if you get the practical self-defense, you'll get in the chat also. That way you can ask questions. You can send videos, right? Um, hopefully I can send videos back if you have any questions about technique. But the practical self-defense, this is stuff, right? You're not going to hit the ground. You don't have to have a gym to do this. You go out into the park. And do this with your friends you can do it in an open office space open space in your garage if you have mats great don't no worries we're not spending time on the ground okay we're going to do a few techniques that put the guy to the ground we want him to fall and roll or we want him to get his hands on the mat or on the ground those things happen but what we're doing here is we're, we're focusing on uh standing grappling clinch okay because when you get in the clinch you can control elbows you can control wrists you can control them more easily and that that can give you the opportunity to prevent them from grabbing weapons you can use that to prevent them from hitting you you can put them on the ground you can just combobulate them get them off balance push them shove them around different ways to where you don't have to actually strike the person okay because in some instances you'll get in more trouble hitting that person who put their hands on you and sometimes you have to be able to regulate the amount of force you return. This is the next step up from the intro to practical self-defense. Okay, so the intro to practical self-defense, that was just basic. Oh, somebody grabs me here. I can do this with my wrist. I can do these type of things. Real simple stuff, all right? This is the next elevation of it. So these are things that are easy to learn, easy to drill. You won't get hurt but they're very, very, very effective and will keep you safe. will keep you from getting harmed, all right? will help you um, discourage any attacker from continuing their attack, get them away from you. Because most people are not in great shape. You know, um, most fights are not gonna last that long when you're talking out on the street. So you need to be able to tie them up, get them into a clinch position and dominate that clinch position. Talk them out of messing with you quite quite simply, all right? That's what I'm teaching in this um, course, this practical self-defense course. And, and my suggestion is you and a friend go in on it, go 50-50 on it, and you both get a copy and you, you train together and you learn it together. And you can seriously go to the park and, and practice this stuff. But you're going to have to drill this stuff. And then after you drill it for a little bit, turn up the heat a little bit from your partners and have them apply a little bit more pressure and make you fight through the stuff a little bit harder. Okay. But it's good. It's going to be good guys. So it's something that will definitely help you. And if you go through this stuff, you train this stuff, you drill this stuff over and over and over again, regularly, you're going to get way more confidence because you're going to understand that when you know how to hand fight and you know how to grapple a little bit, just a little bit, you're, you're so far ahead of the curb, you're a superhero. You're seriously a superhero. If you've been hand fighting, you know how to hand fight, you know a handful of techniques and you're good at them, grabbing your average person who doesn't know anything, it's like grabbing a child. It's like grabbing a seven-year-old child who just flails around and doesn't know anything about where to put their body or their body weight, right? It's quite seriously astonishing how 
much your average person does not know. So you take this course, you drill it seriously with a friend, with a partner, um, a team of people, whatever. Okay, do this stuff and get yourself competent. Get yourself competent. There should be no reason for anybody to mess with you if you can do all the stuff in the course, right? If you can do everything in the program. All right, and that's coming very, very soon. All right, so this week it's going to be out. I'll make announcements. If I can maybe get it uploaded tonight even, we'll see. I got the kids though, so I got bedtime stuff to go through. But thanks again for watching, guys. I had a great night. Screw YouTube for their censorship. They suck. It's awful. It's like the, the highest form of weakness is like censoring other people. <laughs> I'm not going to let you speak because I can't stop the things you say from being real. <laughs> All right. Be careful out there, though, guys. They're, they're already banning people before they post something, if you upload it even. Right? Election season's coming, and they're going to they're gonna clamp down really hard on anybody who's outside of their narrative or their box. All right? Thanks for watching, guys. That was a hoot. All right. Always have fun talking to you guys. Thanks for um, working with me, going around the obstacles and supporting me. I appreciate it, guys. Uh, practical self-defense is coming. They've got this new QR code thing. I'm going to put that in the corner. All right, you can see it in the corner. It's real small. But that's, a, that's supposed to be a QR code link to my website. So that's that's cool. Ooh, and there's other ones I can do stuff with. Live sales. Ooh, I can do a live sale one. Maybe I'll have one up for next week with the course. All right, guys. Um, thanks for watching. I appreciate you. Like, share, subscribe. Uh, make a Rockfin. Subscribe. Go to my Instagram, John Fitch Smash, and 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 uh, follow me there because. I get banned and restricted on Instagram all the time. Also, it's just it's a sad censorship world. I thought I thought I graduated grade school. I really did. I thought I was out of junior high. I thought I was an adult. <laughs> I thought I was an adult who could share memes and jokes without being punished and slapped on the wrist and told, you're bad. You're not allowed to make money anymore. We're taking you off the lines. <laughs> All right, guys. I had a phone one. I'll check y'all later.